0: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, August 6th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Man, a tremendous amount to get into on this Friday, Jay Book. The Buckeyes have practice later this morning. It will be open to the media. The first hour or so will be open to the media. Then we'll meet with uh, Coach Terry Combs in the corners after practice. So practice will be open to the media from about... 9 30 to 10 30 and then we'll meet with coach combs at about 11:45. 45 so a lot to get into i want to start with jt Molo al you know there was all this hype and i'm out there at practice the other day looking at him and now i'm thinking is this kid you know not that they're playing real football yet is this kid even going to come close living up to the hype man i mean i know you know john cooper's going to love this but he passes the look test you know and i'm fully buying he can be a defensive end i'm thinking he's already six four 275 280 that's he's gonna be a three tech right this kid has special movement i mean his legs just the way he moves and, and just how big he is just the way he's built again i want to see him in real football but you can easily see why he was the number one player in the nation j book yeah i'm excited to have him on campus and being able to see some of the clips from practice
1: he moves really well for a big guy and you and i talked about his potential with this defensive line and what they can do with him. And I I truly still believe that he's going to be a guy that's going to get a crack at the bat at the defensive end position. He's also going to be able to uh, kick inside on the rushman package when it's third and long flanked by Jack story on the other side or uh, Harrison or Tyree Smith. And as I, you know, throw those names out there, you're talking about elite pass rushers and, JTT just brings that element that not a lot of teams have the luxury of having, meaning that he is a big guy. He's extremely athletic. If you look at his high school highlight tape, he was an efficient tight end. That big boy can rumble. And I I think he's going to see the field early on. I don't think he's going to uh, be a starter unless there is some type of injuries to Zach Harrison or Tyreek Smith, but he's going to be a major contributor. And as you guys were out there watching him practice and watching him move, you can see why Ohio state was willing to wait as long as possible to get him because he is a ridiculous talent looking like he could be a potential all big 10 defense alignment in a, in a future NFL
0: defense alignment. I love the depth on this defensive line as a whole at defensive end Despite the fact that and this is unfortunate news that Ohio State has lost Tyler Friday probably for the year. It's not official that he's lost for the year but you I mean reading between the lines of what Ryan Day said, you know, we had something in the boarding house a couple weeks ago. We had a source telling us that this could be a problem with uh, Tyler Friday. So, let's assume Tyler Friday's out for the year. I mean, that's that's a tough break. He's a really good kid entering his fourth year. He was going to play a lot. I was on record saying they're going to play six guys a lot they're going to play those top six guys a lot well now i think it's going to be five guys you i mean and that's still and we'll talk best burgers speaking of five guys we'll talk best burgers uh, fast food burgers uh, uh, to close the show a little, little uh a uh, little foreshadowing there but the top five defensive ends man i still love this zach Harrison, tyreek smith as the starters as you mentioned javante Jean baptiste fourth year guy is that number three defensive end unless one of the true freshmen pass him with you're looking at Jack Sawyer and then JTT. So those are your, are your five Harrison Smith, Gene Baptiste, Jack Sawyer, JTT. I love that top up. I think all those guys are going to play a lot.
1: Yeah. And the the thing that really has me excited and a lot of people forget about him is Taron Vincent. People forget. He was one of the highly regarded five-star defensive tackles coming out. Now that he's healthy, It's looking like he's going to be starting opposite of Haskell Garrett on the inside. To me, I'm looking, my eyeballs is is on Zach Harrison. They need him to explode on the scene. He's getting a lot of hype as far as NFL draft publications as being a potential high draft pick. And right now, to me, that's all off hype. He really needs to take his game to the next level to become a premier pass rusher. I know you and I have been... Uh, critical about the season that he had a year ago, and he's even admitted to the media that he he's kind of rededicated himself. He's all in right now, uh, and, and if that's the case, and the Ohio State staff have praised him and his work on the offseason, so I want to see him take that next step, and same thing with Tyreek Smith. You always see Tyreek Smith. You watch him against Clemson. He showed what he can be. He can be an elite pass rusher, a guy that creates havoc, but the thing about Tyreek Smith is he has to stay healthy, but the good news is you have some young guys, even though you're going to miss out on Tyler Friday and his veteran presence out there, you have some young guys that's ready to go. Jack Sawyer, as we've mentioned several times, Um, and then, you know, Baptiste, Javante Jean Baptiste, he has been known for the longest period of time as a guy with an elite first step getting off the ball. If he can Uh, take advantage of the opportunities that he's going to have. I think he will be right there in the mix as well, because Larry Johnson will rotate those guys. But I think that the talent top to bottom on that defensive line is elite. I think you have a a lot better pass rushers than what you saw last year, because you have Sawyer and JTT coming in. And if you can get more out of Zach Harrison and Tyreek Smith, those guys should create a lot of havoc on Big Ten quarterbacks.
0: All right, you brought up D-tackle. We're going to agree to disagree about who's going to be the starter opposite Haskell Garrett, who's locked in. I think my guy, Jerron Cage, is going to be the starter it knows. And I, I to be clear, Teron Vincent's going to play a ton. and I am high on him. I think he's going to have a really good year as a fourth-year junior. But I think the starters are going to be – we both agree Haskell Garrett's going to be a starter. Everybody knows that. I think Jaron Cage is going to be a, the other starter. He, he easily could be. I mean, he's a guy that played a lot of football down the stretch there.
1: And don't forget, you still have Antoine Jackson in the, in the mix. And the guy that a lot of people that I've talked to have raved is uh, Ta'ik, the, the freshman coming out of Virginia. He's a massive Big um, Tyleek Williams, massive. that
0: 330 yeah, pounds. Leake. They finally got us a Jonathan Hankins, man. I like those. We got Every once in a while, we got to get us a Jonathan Hankins. What's been so long? Go ahead. Tyleek right, Williams. Right. I love it.
1: Tyler Williams. And, and, a Mike,
0: and Mike Hall. I mean, these guys, are, I mean, not that Mike Hall's 330 yeah. pounds. He's more like 300. But, man, I love yeah. these D-tackles, man. And we got, um what, Ty Hamilton. I mean, these guys were stacked okay. at D-tackle, man. Go ahead.
1: I, I had some people close to the program tell me, When it comes to Tylek Williams, grown-ass man, just a we don't have (laughs) bodies, you know, big as he is. You're talking about those SEC Alabama type D tackles, a big boy already. He came in early to the program um, in January. And just being in the Coach Mick program with his size and athleticism already, they said he is a specimen. He is a big man that can move and we don't have anyone else inside with his type of massive presence. So he's a, he's a young buck to keep an eye on because I think that he can see the field when you're talking about, you know, a, a three thirty plus guy that can move to move to pocket and, and create some havoc down there. That's going to keep a lot of those young linebackers clean uh, from guys getting to the second level on them. But I mean, as we name these guys off, you just keep going down the list on the, on the DN and the defensive tackle. And I get fired up because there's a lot of potential there. And when you have the best defensive line coach in college football and Larry Johnson leading the charge for those guys, it's going to be a problem for a lot of these teams being able to uh, get the ball off and what they're going to be able to do as far as stunning and twisting with all of that talent on the defensive end position.
0: You know, life is good when we're not even bringing up guys like Jacoby Cowan. Oh, I just brought him up, actually. Hello, yeah. Jaco- Jacoby Cowan's family. Yeah, shirt freshman that I think is really, really good. Probably gonna be a third teamer, but I bet he'll play a lot. Um, you, you, know, still got, Buc- you still I got no, You still got Noah Potter. Exactly. I mean, like Jaden McKenzie, these are guys that would be starters. Like, I'm not saying like, a, like for Alabama, but like for like most big 10 teams and like they're like third teamers at Ohio state. I love this D line. All right, let's look, let's turn to the offensive side of the ball and look at running back. Mayan Williams, you and I have been talking about, see now we have like real stuff to talk about. It's fun. Um, we're not like just like <laughs> talking about what we might talk about. Um, we actually have data. Um Mayan Williams running with the first team the other day. Now they were mixing guys in and out. I mean, and we, you know, we were only out there for half of practice, but he was getting a lot of first team totes. You and I have been talking for like the last three or four months that we both think both thought that Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson would kind of be one, two in whatever order at some point this season. I kept saying, I thought Master Teague would get the first tote of the season. Um, I still think Master Teague going to be heavily involved, but it looks like those are your top three. And then I th- also think Marcus Crowley is going to be heavily involved, but Mayan Williams getting a lot of first team reps. What do you make of that?
1: Uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, this, this combination with him and Henderson, we talked about it about two to three months ago. I said, this is going to be Ohio State's version of USC when they had Reggie Bush and Lyndale White. That's the type of one, two punch I'm looking at when it comes to meatball, and Travion Henderson those guys are ridiculously talented Master T is a heck of a young man he's a great teammate wonderful ambassador to Ohio State but we've all seen what we're going to get from Master T and what we're going to get from him leaves a lot to be desired I I still think there's going to be a role for him I think he can be a fourth quarter hammer that comes in and uh, busts a couple ones after the defense have been wore down by Henderson and Mayan. Uh, but I'm not surprised that Meatballs getting first team run right now. If you listen to the coaching staff during the offseason, one of the things that they have been really high and really praising him about was his dedication to the strength and conditioning program. When he first arrived on campus, um, he came in somewhat overweight and he worked his and he worked his butt off. He's got in shape, and when you watch that carry against Clemson, you you saw the elusiveness out of him to be able to make people miss at the line of scrimmage and be able to hit that corner and lower the boom. You can't teach that dogginess out of a running back. You can't teach that, and that's what you have in Mayan. He is not afraid to compete at the highest level. He comes from a background that's rough and rugged, and He's going to maximize every opportunity. And the thing that we had talked about when it came to myon you know, after that Clemson game was he needs to parlay that into a great spring, which he did. And then once they start getting into the summer conditioning, he, he just kept building on that momentum. And now he's put himself in position to be a household name in college football, Uh, And then you pair him with Henderson with that home running ability. It's going to be a show because I truly believe this offensive line has the potential to be special. They have some guys that are going to be playing on Sundays at your tackle position. And you throw in Paris Johnson, who looks like he's going to be a bona fide stud. So you have a ridiculous offensive line. You have some talented young backs there. They're super talented, but they're incredibly young. The one thing that they're going to be tested on is their pass blocking ability. You have to be able to stand in there and put that helmet in somebody's chest to pick up that blitz in order to protect C.J. Stroud. So that's where the question mark is going to be at, and I also think that's going to be uh, another role where Master T can really excel at is being able to come in at, with, with that veteran leadership and his size to be able to help on pass blocking. But when it comes to, uh, you know, down to down, I want to see what Mayan can do when he gets a lot of meaningful reps and then mix in some Travion Henderson in there. And then, like you said, Marcus Crowley, he's another talented. This team is flat out loaded. It's flat out loaded because Marcus Crowley in the springtime shows some pop in his game now that he's back healthy. He showed – the ability to hit that home run. So you can't discount him at all because he's going to come and show that he can play at this level. I mean, he's a Florida, he's a state of Florida Gatorade player of the year. So, you know, he can play some ball.
0: Yeah. I love these running backs. Love them. Depth and talent. Love them. All right. Let's float back to your side of the ball, right in your wheelhouse, the corners, as I've mentioned, we're going to talk to Kerry Combs after practice today and SID Jerry Emig and his guy, his right-hand man, Mike Basford, says we're going to get as many corners as they can pull aside. So maybe we'll get uh, as many as eight corners um, today as well. We'll see what happens. Uh, but we're going to interview a lot of cornerbacks today and Kerry Combs. you know, What are you curious to hear from the corners and coach combs today obviously cam brown to me is a big story hopefully we get to talk to the freshmen the true freshmen like Jalen johnson and jordan hancock and denzel burke i don't know if we will though but specifically from coach combs and just that group in general what are you curious about so i just want to know
1: what those guys have done to better themselves because they had a down year. Everybody in Buckeye Nation knows that the secondary did not live up to the expectations and the standards. They, you know, the, that DB room, they call themselves BIA, uh, BIA, best in America, when it comes to the DBs and putting guys in the first round. So, and they didn't live up to those standards. So I just want to hear from them on what have they been doing to get themselves ready for this season to step their game up in, especially Kerry Combs, because the heat is on him. A lot of the Hall State fans are going to give him the benefit of doubt and say, okay, you came in, you had an on and off type of start from the Big Ten because of COVID. Your spring was cut short. Your installations were cut short in the fall. You didn't know if you was going to be able to play or play, um, if you're going to play or not play. So a lot of fans are going to give him the benefit of the doubt to say, okay, this is really a proving year for you, even though you know all the other teams in the Big Ten were faced with similar circumstances as far as the timing and being able to prepare accordingly. So I want to see where he's at and where he believes this defense can be at after having a full spring and a full offseason to be able to do all of your installs because one of the arguments that I made during this during the season is I thought Kerry Combs was overwhelmed being able to coach the entire secondary while calling the defense from the sidelines that's something that you don't typically see in college football usually you have your corners coach and your safeties coach which Ohio State has now trended towards that but that's that's typically your normal thing and I thought Kerry Combs Having to coach the entire secondary with Matt Barnes kind of as the assistant, and then calling the entire defense while not being in the in the booth getting that bird's eye view was it was questionable to begin with. But I'm glad that they're delegating some of that some of those duties so that he can uh, you know be better tuned with what's going on with the defense. So I'm I'm curious just to hear what he has to say, where they're going, what the expectations are and how they've gotten better
0: this offseason. Okay, we spent roughly 17 minutes talking about Ohio State football, which is the most important thing in the world. Ohio State football is the most important thing in the world. Perhaps the second most important thing in the world is fast food burgers. Now, like we don't have In-N-Out Burger out here. Everybody like acts like In-N-Out Burger is the best thing in the world. I've had it. I've had it. I've had some Whataburger. I've had some fat burger. I've been, you know, I- I've traveled a little bit. But you're from here, and you live now out west. Had some more In-N-Out Burger than I have Um, from all of the fast food. Now you're you're in good shape, so you probably don't even have that many fast food burgers. But Jonah Booker, what is the best fast food burger in the world? And you can even give a silver medal and a bronze if you'd like to.
1: (laughs) I mean, I I'm a big fan of um, Steak and Shake's burgers. I think their their bacon and cheese steak burger is phenomenal. I know I hear a lot of people. They're obsessed with what, uh, with Whataburger, or and I'm sorry, with uh, In N Out. You go through, you go past the In N Out, and the line that's just wrapped around the entire uh, In N Out place. And I would, if I'm if I had to choose between Whataburger and In N
0: Out, I'm going with Whataburger. Hands down, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think I, I, in and out's good. It's good, but I've been in because you know, Ohio, as you, as we all know, Ohio state's home away from home for the longest time in late December has been your neck of the woods in Phoenix. So I've had my share of in and out and it's good. It's so overrated though, in my opinion, it's, it's very, it's very overrated, but people love
1: it. Um, they've, they've done a good job you know, with their names, uh, getting their name out there. But I would definitely take Whataburger over them. But I I really like the – I really like Steak and Shake's uh, burgers. So, to me, if you can give me a good burger, I'm happy, man. But I agree with you. in and out it's a
0: little overrated. What's your favorite burger? I might go Culver's to go to our friends in Wisconsin. Culver's is really now there's not a lot of culvers. So if we're going to take culvers off the table because that's not like there's not I mean my gosh there's more in and out than there are culvers and there's there's not many in and out especially there's none I don't think like east of the Mississippi. I'll tell you what. You know who I think is underrated? I'm not just saying this cuz it's a Columbus company. Wendy's. Like a Wendy's single <laughs> or a double? That's a that's a solid burger. A Wendy's single or a Wendy's double. I, I like yep. Wendy's, but I, yeah, I like Whataburger a lot. I, I've had Whataburger when I've been on the road. I think that's a step up from, you know, In N Out, which I know a lot of people that's sacrilege, Troy Smith included. But Culver's is probably my favorite. I think Wendy's is a little underrated though.
1: I like Wendy's. You know, you know what's funny out here is they, uh, is so many Ohio transplants out here in the Phoenix area. And they they finally opened up a White Castle, and people were going absolutely bananas from Ohio <laughs> over, over White Castle. I mean, you look at some a lot of the Ohio State uh, people that I you know follow with on social media, they were losing their minds that a White Castle was being built out here, and they said the lines to get in White Castle, which is absolutely bananas. But they love White Castles, I tell you. I mean, they're not the those little burgers they're I wouldn't say they're the best, but they're, you know, every once in a while, a little White Castle burger uh, can taste, can taste phenomenal, especially if you've
0: had a little one too many beverages. <laughs> That's right. And at 24 hours, if you like onions, there's nothing wrong with some sliders there. <laughs> it's it, it, it never fails, man, when there's a new like restaurant that opens up, so it's like fast food or, or even like a regular restaurant, but we're talking fast food. It's crazy. So they're like. They're, they're like building some Del Tacos here in Columbus. They're not open yet. I think the one that, that's closest is like in Bell Fountain. But like Del Tacos, they're, they're, they're going to like have some in Columbus finally. For those who don't know, Del Taco, basically the Taco Bell version of, I shouldn't say of the West Coast since Taco Bell's headquarters are in California. Taco Bell originated in California. But basically, they're going to be putting a lot of Del Tacos in Columbus. I guarantee you there will be like lines around the building, like you said, when they have Del Taco here. All right, we talked right. about we talked a lot of fast food here, and we talked a lot of Buckeyes. Great stuff as always from Joe to Booker. Really appreciated, J. Book. Fun show. Thank you to everybody who tuned into the show, and keep it locked to Bucknuts. We're gonna have a ton of coverage from practice later today. We'll have videos, we'll have stories, we'll have pictures. carry Combs, the corners, and just practice in general. So keep it locked to Bucknuts. Thanks again to J. Book. Thank you to everybody else for tuning into the show. I appreciate that. Hope everybody has a great day and a great weekend. Let's show the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. <laughs>